Welcome to Simply Financial with your financial coach, Kevin Ray. In today's investing environment, there's a lot of clutter. If you're tired of the talking heads and financial noise, this is the show for you. Today, we'll help you find simple solutions to financial challenges. We'll show you how to achieve your financial goals and get answers to your toughest questions. Simply Financial with Kevin Ray starts now. Well, thanks for joining us once again on Simply Financial. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folio, serving you throughout the Tri-City area with offices in Pinconning and Saginaw as well. You can find the team online by going to insightfolios.com. Click on the listen button and ask your questions or listen to past episodes of the show. We're going to put Kevin's more than 28 years of experience to the test today when it comes to helping you plan for your financial future. We've got a fun show on the way for you today. We're going to be talking about doing your research in the financial world. Everybody wants to be informed about their options when making financial choices. So we're going to discuss the ways that people get informed. What kinds of research are folks doing? Are you doing the right kind of research in the right places? We're going to talk about that and answer some of your questions on today's program. We've got a cash settlement to talk about from an auto accident, uh, social security benefits, and a couple of other topics all on the agenda. But first, Kevin, it's time to see what's happening in the news. Extra, extra, read all about it. So taking a look at what's going on in the news, Kevin, you know, we still have a long way to go, but at what point will the impending 2020 election start to play a role in the way that investors behave? Do you think we're already seeing that a little bit or do we still have some time left? Three months ago, Walter. Oh, three months ago. <laughs> We're already in there. <laughs> We're already there. You know, I, uh, you know, every day I'm hearing the question, well, what do you think the election's going to do? You know, or I'm going to wait until the elections, you know, come through and see what happens with the outplay in there. So we, this has been happening for at least two or three months on my end when I'm sitting down talking to people. And the key is, it doesn't matter who gets elected. We still don't know which way the, the market's going to go, do we? We got an indication. We think we know, but you, you really don't. So, you know, that, that's already affecting everybody's decisions. It's on the back of their mind, and everybody seems to want to talk about it. And that's just, I think it's the way it's going to be until the election's over. Yeah, it's a great point. I think that uh, you're right. It's already starting to have that impact, and it'll just keep spinning and spinning up in its uh, you know, craziness over the next couple of months, that's for sure. I think we saw this in 2016. The markets went really volatile during the election year, yep. but I think it happened a little bit closer to the election, we, and it does seem like we're just seeing it you know, reach a fever pitch a little sooner. Yeah, and you know, with this president, you know, there's always a lot of controversy. So I think it's going to be a little louder than normal. You know, we've already had, you know, some of the people on CNBC or, or CNN, one of those I can't remember, hoping for a recession, you know, just kind of out of balance as, as we're going forward on that kind of stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, it's a great point. Yeah. So that's a little bit of what's happening in the news. If you've got concerns about something going on in the news and how it might impact your finances going forward, Kevin's always happy to talk to you about your situation and walk through some of the, those concerns with you. Uh, you can reach out online again at insightfolios.com or give a call, 888 885 plan is the number, 888 885 plan 
is the number to dial. Well, I mentioned, Kevin, we were going to talk about, you know, you began to mention the news and some of the uh, opinions that you see there. And it is still a major resource, I would imagine, for people to find out financial news in addition to their everyday regular news as well, uh, using some of those traditional methods and that kind of thing. Uh, I want to talk about ways that people inform themselves from a financial uh, angle. And is it healthy to look into some of these places? Does it lead us into traps or down bad paths sometimes as we try to do a honorable goal of being educated about these things? Um, people certainly get their financial news and information from a variety of sources, TV shows being one of them, but also still magazines, newsletters, etc. cetera. Uh, who would you say are the primary media voices that most folks listen to? Um, I think that when people come in, you know, I, I'm hearing some comments while they listen to this on maybe CNBC or Fox Business, you know, quite a bit. You know, what's odd, though, Walter, is that most people don't get their information from the newspaper like they used to. That's been a big transformation, hasn't it? Yeah, certainly. Even yeah. even you'd say from like an online newspaper or yeah. maybe a little yeah. bit there. Yeah, yeah. We're, we, hear, we get uh, occasionally people come in and say they subscribe to newsletters. I think the one that I hear a lot around here is Bob Brinker's newsletter. You know, they'll come in with that. And more and more people are hearing from, you know, they're researching on the Internet and they're listening to radio shows like this one here. I think a lot more people are trending, you know, Internet radio shows, doing some of their own research, get more education. But the one thing they have in common with all these people, no matter where you're going, is they're looking for ways to improve their knowledge when it comes to retirement planning. So overall, I think that's a good thing. Yeah, it's a good point. So that's where a lot of those uh, a lot of those folks are going now is that online resources. Uh, speaking yeah. of the internet, yeah. what would you say are the pros and cons of using that for your financial research? Oh boy, there's lots of those, right? <laughs> you know, if you look at the pros of it, well, information is everywhere out there. If you know, you can get information on almost anything that interests you. You know, and with the information overload, you know, you get better prepared, you know, by reading and doing your own research. So let me give you an example here. If you were to Google, and I don't know, I haven't done this, but I can just tell you, if you were to Google investing in large cap stocks, well, guess what? You're probably going to get hundreds of thousands of pages and hundreds of thousands of different opinions on whether large cap stocks make sense in your portfolio or not. And sometimes the information may not be what it seems. And you know where I'm going here. Here's one I've seen lately. Walter, tell me if you've seen this when you've clicked on uh, anything in the internet. The only person who predicted the 2008 crisis. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. Only well, person? Yeah, the only person who predicted it. So it's a link they want you to click on to. And guess what happens? When you click on that link, well, of course, you know, there's some information there and you have to subscribe to this or that and the other things. But be careful when you're looking at those things because there's a lot of misinformation out there and it's getting the attention of the SEC. And I'll give you a couple of uh, things that I read here recently on that. The SEC has taken enforcement action against companies and individuals for generating deceptive articles and investment research websites. The SEC, they recently charged 27 parties, including public companies, you wouldn't think that would be up there so high, firms and writers, with fraud for generating, now I said with fraud for generating articles that promoted certain stocks and some of, or all of the writers that allegedly failed to disclose that they received a payment, even though they had been paid directly or indirectly from companies, so they maybe got some kind of kickback. They use different pseudonyms to publish multiple articles to promote, guess what, the same article or the same stock. And they, some of them use fake credentials. An example here would be misrepresenting that the writer was an accountant, maybe a fund manager, maybe a research analyst, or they had some kind of you know degree that they really didn't have. 
So beware when you're doing that type of thing, because another thing that the SEC alleges is that some writers engaged in scalping. So what's scalping? Well, they recommended a stock, and why would they do that? Well, to drive the stock price up and then sell the shares at the stock at the inflated prices to generate profits. These things go on each and every day. So the internet, that's the bad side. The good side is, you know, you have information that you can go out there and do some research, do your homework to make sure that, you know, the people you are listening to are legitimate. So just don't take it at face value. You know, do, do some homework, get involved and, and see how much is, is, is true or based on, you know, good academic guidelines. Yeah, those are some good uh, guidelines to follow when evaluating that kind of research. I I guess there's this term I've heard before, Kevin, paralysis by analysis. Do you believe in that? Is it possible to do too much research before making a decision? It is, Walter. You hit it right on the head. I call it analysis paralysis. And what it is is, you know, people tend to get – you know, they want to get involved in something. It doesn't necessarily have to be the financial information world, but in our situation, we're talking about that. So they get information overload. They're doing all this research and they get all these different opinions and they don't know which way to turn. So people, when you get the information overload, they tend to sit on the sideline and watch and guess what happens? They're going to procrastinate. So I can give you a perfect example about this. I know of a person who's been sitting on the sideline for about the last 10 years. And the reason is because they lost money in 2008. So what did they do? They panicked in 2008. They got out of the market early 2009, and they've been out ever since. So if we look back just to August 2009, here's, here's where I'm going to ask you a question. Walter. The Dow Jones was about 9,500. Today, guess what it is? What's that? Over 27,000. So they've been out from 9,500 to 27,000. Now, I haven't looked, but think how many times the market has hit a new new high since then. I'd guess it's 30 or more uh, if I had to guess, but I haven't looked, like I said. But on the same token, the market has went down in the same period. So it's been up and down, right? So don't sit on the sidelines and research yourself how to make a decision. Instead, take some action, get involved, do some planning. And know that the market doesn't always go up, it doesn't always go down, but over time, market is usually your friend. So stay involved. Stay involved. I like that way of uh, putting the conversation. Stay involved in your decision-making process. It's, uh, that's a really good way to look at it. What's a way that you've seen somebody, Kevin, influenced by their own research in a way that was actually harmful to them? And, and, and did you get them back on track? Well, I, I can give you a perfect example here. We had a person come in our office a few years ago. And he researched everything, you know, and he did everything on his own. Up until that point, he had, you know, he had a 401k and somebody helping him at work. And, but when he retired, he thought he could do it on his own. But what he did is in his research, he found out that in general, according to his, you know, his words, that the market has averaged 9% over a long period of time. So based on his research of that 9%, he thought he could withdraw 6 or 7% a year for income and he should never run out of problem because the market's averaged nine percent so he put together this spreadsheet showing his account growing at eight percent because he figured he'd be on the conservative side instead of nine every year for the next 30 years well guess what the market always doesn't go up this is an average that doesn't you know that doesn't mean that you're going to earn eight percent every single year you know it may be up ten percent one year and the next year guess what it's down ten percent 
So you certainly didn't average 9% in that situation. So yeah, we sit down, we talked about that. Once I got into, you know, um, look at it a little differently and say the market doesn't go up 8% a year. You know, it's going to be times it's up, it's going to be times it's down. We changed his views and we got a more realistic view on how much he should withdraw for income. And then we had to talk about, well, what investments are going to generate income whether the markets are up or down so we were able to you know guide him and make him make smarter financial decisions and get him on his get him on his way so we've been talking about you know lots of things lots of topics year week in and week out on this and the one thing that most people have in common is they tend to procrastinate and if that is you we've made it simple here all you have to do is one two three so if you're sitting on the sidelines and you're getting ready to retire, you are retired and you're looking for some help, number one, all you have to do is pick up the phone. Number two, all you have to do is talk to the marvelous MJ and she'll set up a time. And the third and final part is number three. All you have to do is come in the office. We'll start this conversation. We'll, we'll get you going down the right path and we'll help guide you to and through retirement. It's that easy, Walter. So I'll let you give them the information. You want to get in touch with Kevin Ray and talk about getting a review of your financial plan, all you have to do is pick up the phone and give a call. 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Kevin is born and raised in Pinconning. He's uh, been in the area for basically his whole life, and he's here to help you plan for retirement to get to that milestone, but all the way through it as well. Keep that in mind. Uh, you can reach out by calling 888-885-7526. 7526. Kevin has offices in Pinconning, also in Saginaw as well. So there's a convenient location for you to come by and say hello. You want to make sure when you're planning for your financial future that you get a plan that follows the three C's, as I like to call them. One that's customized, one that's comprehensive, making sure no stone is left unturned, and also complimentary. And you can get that complimentary review of your plan with Kevin here in the near future by just picking up the phone and giving a call today. If you get the voicemail, no big deal. Leave a quick message and the marvelous MJ will reach back out to set up a time for you to come in and meet and ask your questions. 888-885-PLAN. 888-885-7526. Your number to call. Stay with us. More coming up on today's show. This is Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. After a while, all that financial noise seems to run together. In 1930, the Republican-controlled House of Representatives, in an effort to alleviate the effects of the, anyone, anyone, the Great Depression, passed the, anyone, anyone? It's time for a fresh perspective. Keep listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. You're listening to Simply Financial, Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folio, serving you throughout the Tri-City area with offices in Pinconning and Saginaw. You can find the team online by going to insightfolios.com. That's insightfolios.com. Click on the listen button to ask questions or to listen to past episodes of the show. Kevin's the co-author of the book, Navigating Through Retirement, and he has more than 28 years of experience helping people navigate to and through that uh, goal and that milestone of retirement. And Kevin, I know that you have put together a helpful resource to help uh, newbies to the retirement planning process uh, figure out maybe some of the first steps to take, introducing them to some of the proper financial and retirement planning concepts. It's called the Retirement Rescue Toolkit. Tell us a little bit about how people can get a hold of one. It's real easy, Walter. All they have to do is text the word KIT to 33222, 
and we'll send you out a white box. Uh, the Marvelous MJ puts them together on Monday. And in that box, you're going to have a book like uh, Walter had mentioned from myself and Dan Caprell. We're going to go over several tax planning strategies that you can implement today and improve your situation for tomorrow. Going to have the book in there from Paul Durso, my friend, my mentor, my um, cohort down there in North Carolina. And he's going to go over the simplicity process that we talk about, how you can you know, take what you already have earned or what you've already saved and go through the process and know that going into retirement that you, you know, help you plan for income and those types of needs. And we also got white papers in there uh, that we think you can take advantage of right now. And we'll put a CD in there also. So it's real easy to get. All you got to do is text the word kit to 33222 and we'll get it out to you on Monday. It's uh, pretty easy. Again, just text the word kit, K-I-T, to the number 33222. Just send that text and you'll get a text right back from us almost immediately that'll have a link in it and you can click on the link and put in your info and you'll get the Retirement Rescue Toolkit just like that. Now, it only works with a smartphone, the the whole texting thing. So uh, if you're using a smartphone, again, just text the word KIT to the number 33222. Text KIT to the number 33222. If you don't have a smartphone, no big deal. Just call the 800 number instead. 888-885-PLAN and request your toolkit that way. 888-885-PLAN is the number to call. All right, let's talk about the financial junk drawer here, Kevin. This is a fun little segment that we've put together because I think I may have a couple of junk drawers (laughs) at home. I think everybody does, right? Yeah. Overloaded. The funny thing is if we think about it in the financial world, we kind of have a lot of folks who have financial junk drawers as well. And so I want to talk about what's often in a financial junk drawer and how things might be put to better use. So we're going to rummage through the financial junk drawer together, Kevin, and uh, see how we can put these things to better use today. That sound good to you? It sounds like fun. All right. So we're rummaging through there and I have uh, just pulled out a really old life insurance policy that I'd forgotten about. What can we do with that? Well, lots of people have those, Walter, and I'm assuming you do too because you brought that up. But, um, you know, some of these old life insurance policies we see have been, you know, bought, maybe your parents bought them when you were just a kid. And so you've had them maybe 30, 40, 50 years and you've forgotten about them. So some of the things that you can do with those old life insurance policies um, would be maybe you can transfer that old policy into a new one that's, you know, in your old policy had a lot of cash value on it. You transfer it to a new one and possibly increase your death benefit by quite a bit and maybe even make the same premium that you're doing now, depending on how it's uh, situated. So especially if you have a family, you're growing older, you know, and you need more coverage, that may be one place to look at it. The other thing is you could take tax-free income from that policy, depending on how that policy structured. That's right. It's a tax-free. Life insurance policies, if you set them up correctly and you take money out of them correctly, could be tax-free money for you in retirement. The big one that I like to go over and, and tell people about is you could transfer that old life insurance policy into what I call the new hybrid life insurance policy. And the reason that you would consider doing that is because these newer life insurance policies carry long-term care benefits that will help you pay for nursing home, at home, or even assisted living benefits should you need them in the future. So if you have that old policy laying around and you kind of forgot about it, or maybe you have three or four, we see this all the time, there are certainly some things or some options that are available to you to enhance your own situation going forward down the road. So I encourage everybody, if you have those, sit down with somebody, go over what you can and can't do with them, or maybe you, you keep them in place and they, they still enhance your situation. So that's a really good one to go over, Walter. 
Yeah, definitely. It's not the only thing that's in our financial junk drawer, though. Uh, We also have an outdated will, or uh, maybe in some people's cases, it might be an entire outdated estate plan that we drew up years ago. And, uh uh-oh, Kevin, I think some changes have occurred over the last few years. Oh, a lot. You know, laws have changed, obviously, over the last few years. And and guess what? So does your estate over the last few years. So if you're having an old estate plan, I'm sure that your life has changed since you've had it drawn up. And maybe your kids are growing up now. Maybe you have grandkids you want to plan for. Because you know what? They say grandkids are more fun than kids, right? So maybe maybe that's something you want to look at. Or if you're older now and you've accumulated much more as far as assets than you had 20 years ago. Maybe you got cabins. Maybe you got stock in a certain company that needs to be updated, needs to be put inside a trust or whatever it is. Those things need to be looked at. And here's the big one. If you have an old power of attorney, we see this all the time in our office. When you get a power of attorney, what I'm talking about is your financial power of attorney and your health power of attorney. So if you had those done when the Detroit Tigers last won the World Series, I think you need to get into an attorney and have those things updated because it's been a while since the Tigers have won a World Series. So things have changed, <laughs> right? And the Tiger, we're waiting on the Tigers still. But just on the health power attorney, let me give you what's, what the attorneys are putting in there. And it's called a HIPAA provision. Why? Well, it's because to avoid the risk that your physician, so if you go into the hospital, you need doctor care, they're going to be unwilling to provide your power of attorney with the information regarding your health care and medical condition due to the new restraints of the federal HIPAA law. So if you don't have that included in there, you may be in trouble. And this all came about, Walt, do you remember Terry Schiavo down in Florida? Oh, yeah. yeah Boy, this big all news came, back then. Yeah, mm-hmm. Big, big news. And this all came about... You know, basically because of that. So if you have those outdated plans, they need to be updated just like anything else needs to be updated. You need to keep, you know, updating those, keep them you know, up to date and current with changing laws. So make sure you do that. Make sure you definitely do that. Keeping tabs on changes, not only in the financial world, that's hard enough for some people. But before you even look at that, look inward, look at your own financial life and see what's changed because it can have an impact on some of these things. Like yeah. Already the two things we pulled out of the junk drawer, it would have had an impact on potentially those two items. So keep that in mind. Uh, we're also pulling around in that uh, junk drawer. We're getting toward the back of it here, Kevin, and we've just uncovered a Social Security estimate that was originally received during the Clinton administration. <laughs> well, we're going back in time again, aren't we? So well, that's, that's what happens in the junk drawer, you know, yeah, the you, junk th- things that you got forgot about get covered up and then you don't, yeah. you don't dig around in there for a while. Yeah. Well, you know, this happens more often than not. I mean, we see it all the time. We ask one of the things when you come into our office, we're going to say, bring your social security statement because that's critical for doing some um, retirement planning. We need to know what your social security income is going to be. So the reason is, is you need to keep an eye on your social security earning record. And the reason is simple. Social Security makes mistakes. You know, they make lots of mistakes. So you should check your Social Security earning record each year to make sure it doesn't contain any errors. What can an error be? Well, maybe they transimpose a number on your Social Security number and they don't credit your your Social Security account with your earnings that you did. And even one error, if it's not correct, it can have a real impact on your retirement benefits. So your record is the list. So everybody asking or is probably thinking now, what's my social security record? It's the list of income you earn during each year of your life. The amount of your social security benefit, retirement benefit, is based on the thirty-five years you've earned the most. So the way you get your social security is www.ssa.com 
and you get that there. They do not mail them to you no more until you turn the age of 65. So it's probably been a few years since you've seen your old one. So make sure you go out there, get that, and you only go, typically can go back three years and correct mistakes on average. So, and like I said, there's lots of mistakes being happen, happening. So I looked this up because this is always a critical point when people come in their office. Walter, I'm going to give you another shot at kind of a math question here. So I remember reading a report that dollar-wise, how many mistakes dollar-wise do you think has been made since 1937? How many mistakes dollar-wise? Yeah, dollar-wise, yeah. For Social Security? Yeah, so, you know, they've, they've missed, you know, oh, um, on their earnings report, they, they were wrong. Uh, uh, $50 million. Yeah, over a trillion. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so I was a little off. <laughs> yeah, you weren't going the right direction. Now, that, that wasn't really a math question. That was more of a trivia no, question. That was more of a trivia. So when you sit down next time in the trivia game show, you maybe get that one. I've right? never been good at trivia. <laughs> Ironically, I've always been good at math, except for on this show. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was funny, Walter. I had a question last week. So you and Walter get along. You're always trying to get him on math questions. I said, yeah, we get along pretty good. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a good sport when uh, yeah. even when I get the answers wrong, right? I, I said, we're guys. You know, we go after weaknesses. So that's, that's just the way we are, right? That's right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. A trillion dollars, though. Wow. A trillion. Over, I think it was 1.3 trillion to be exact, so. So moral of the story there is you don't really have to hold on to that Social Security estimate. You can get rid of that from the junk drawer, but go get a new one, right? Make sure you're yeah, up to date. <laughs> up to date because if they if they cal- if they put down the wrong earnings, guess what? That affects your Social Security benefit. Yeah. You got to make sure they're accurate. Very true. All right. We've also got this one, Kevin. Uh, by the way, if you're just joining us, you're listening to Simply Financial. This is the show that helps educate you about what's going on in the financial world. We catch up each week with Kevin Ray. He is our financial coach here on the program and in the Tri-City area at Insight Folios. Uh, he's got offices in Pinconning and Saginaw. We love tapping into his knowledge when it comes to the financial landscape. Let's say we're, uh, by the way, we're digging around in the quote-unquote financial junk drawer, uh, seeing what kinds of things people often have kind of just lying around in their portfolios and in their financial lives. Uh, something else, uh, we found a couple of 401k statements in there Kevin. And uh, in particular, we've bounced around a lot to a lot of different employers. There's there's three different 401k statements inside there. Oh, that, that happens quite often too. You know, you, you have a job for a while, you work there, you left and you typically forgot about it. And guess what? Those statements keep piling up. So there's a there's an opportunity here if that is you. If you work for somebody and you have two or three uh, old 401ks, You've, you've now experienced what's called a triggering event. And that means that that triggering event says that once you trigger, you in this instance, you left work, you can now move your 401k to say a new 401k or to an IRA. You don't have to leave it there. So if you don't like that old 401k and the limited options they give you, you have options to do it. So one of the options is if you have a new 401k and you like it, guess what? You can roll that over to your new 401k. The, the new company will have the forms to do that. So why would someone do this? Well, it's to simplify. You have everything in one place. You know, instead of having three or four statements running around, three or four different 401ks, and you're trying to get a balanced approach, it probably can't be done that way. You know, but if you do like the 401k, you're going to have limited selections. And if you're not excited about it, then guess what? You can roll over that old 401k or two or even three 401ks into your own personal IRA. 
Now, guess what? You have the whole universe of options out there and investments to choose from. So you're not limited to what the company offers you. You have the availability to go out there and invest in, you know, different real estate. You can invest in gold. You can invest in, you know, stocks and bonds. Whatever it is that you want, that is now open to you. So if that is you, you have three or four uh, 401k statements. Look at doing something with them because most of the time it's going to benefit you. Great opportunity, I think, if you're listening to today's show and you hear one of these things that we talk about that kind of you go, oh, that's me. I've got a couple of those 401k statements or I've got a social security estimate that it's been a few years since I've checked up on that or some of these other things that we're talking about. Um, Those are good little reminders that it's a great idea to address those problems and uh, get a better financial plan in place. Make sure it's a little bit more secure with all these different things that are going on. Also, I think it's really important here, uh, Kevin, to talk about a U.S. savings bond. Let's say we find one of those sitting around in the junk drawer. What should we do? Oh, yeah. Walter, how many bonds were you given when you were uh, growing up? A lot. They helped. Uh, yeah. They definitely helped pay for some schooling. Uh, yeah. So that was very useful. Yep. yep. Almost everybody you talk to, right, our age group or even older, received some sort of savings bond as a birthday, Christmas present, whatever. So, but guess what? You've had them 30, 40 years, possibly 20, 30, 40 years. They may not be earning interest. So there's a maturity date depending on the type of the savings bond and when it was issued. So most of the savings bonds are going to earn, now this is just a rule of thumb, going to earn interest for 30 years. There are some HH bonds that earn interest for 20 years and old series E bonds issued prior prior to 1965 and earlier are going to earn interest for 40 years. But the key here is you can go into treasurydirect.com and you can type in your serial number on the particular bond and you can find out what interest rates you're earning if you are earning interest and guess what if you're not earning interest you're supposed to turn those in and pay the tax on that but that's a good resource for you to go to and see if what your bonds are paying or even if they're paying interest rates so keep that in the back of your mind last but not least let's throw out one more example here let's just say in that financial junk drawer we find a uh, uh, the deed for an old vacant lot that we purchased 15 years ago as an investment and then never really quite done anything with it Oh, yeah. You know, we have people have done that. They bought purchase lots typically in Florida or Arizona. And guess what? The lot is just like real estate. What's the three words? Location, location, location. So if you bought a lot and it's not in a prime location, it's not selling and it's just kind of sitting there and it hasn't really increased in value. I think maybe it's time to start thinking about selling and putting that money from the sale of the lot to work. You need to start earning interest on that. So if that's you, that's a pretty simple situation, unless you're going to build on it and retire there in the future. But if you bought it, if investment's just not turning out, sometimes you got to cut your losses. And that's what we're talking about here, financial junk drawers. You know, there may be some losses in there that, you, that you're, you're having right now and you just don't realize that maybe you could update a few things like the life insurance policies and some savings bonds that are earning interest rate and you're just confused about where to turn how to do this you're looking for the small town feeling you know you come in we know you we like you that's us we do this day in and we do this day out all you got to do is give us a call the marvelous mj put you on a calendar we'll have you come into the office we'll start this process i will sit down with you personally there's no cost there's no obligation and i will help you too and i will help you through retirement because this is my passion this is what we love to do so just pick up the phone and give us a call and we'll start that process for you all you have to do is call 888-885-PLAN that's 888 885 
7526. That'll put you in touch with Kevin Ray and the team and allow you to set up that time to meet for a complimentary review of your plan here in the near future. It's a good time of year to make sure that you're addressing all of those needs and moving parts. Check in on where you are as we head toward the you know latter part of the year. Uh, if there might be some decisions before the end of the year that you can take advantage of from a tax perspective and just an overall planning perspective. And we've seen it before. Election years coming up next year can be very volatile, very unpredictable. Uh, if you're near retirement, now is probably the year. Now is probably the time to address some of the uh, things that are going on in your financial life to make sure that you would be uh, well prepared to weather some ups and downs that could be on the way in the markets. That's not a prediction. It's just saying sometimes we've seen this before, and uh, it's never a bad idea just to see where you are right now and what you need to do to improve your plan. And Kevin can look over your plan with you, point out some of the uh, areas where you have room for improvement, talk about how to execute those. You can get a complimentary review again by giving them a call, 888 885-7526. That's 888-885-PLAN. More coming up on today's show, so stick with us. This is Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. It's getting to know you time. Well, it's time to get to know Kevin Ray a little bit better on today's show. A quick sidestep from all the financial talk each week, just to talk a little bit more about his personality. It's important that we get to know you as listeners. And when you come in to become a client, Kevin's going to get to know you. But you should also take some time to get to know him. So that's why we do this each week. And I come up with off-the-wall questions. We've been doing this show for so long, Kevin, I have to really dig deep into the bag of questions. And sometimes they get a little off-color or a little bizarre. Uh, This one's a fun one, I think. This is kind of one of those questions you'd ask you know, anybody of any age, you could ask this one too, really. Uh, if you could permanently be one particular age, what age would you lock into? Ooh, that's a good question. I'm assuming the older you get, the younger it is, right? <laughs> it could be, yeah. yeah. I guess the debatable part of this question is, do you know what you know now and go back to that age? Or would you have to kind of like lock in who you were at that age already? I would like to know what I know now and go back, obviously. Yeah, I think that would be the obvious answer. I think I would like, you know, I would think uh, early 40s, you know, if that sounds uh, right, because I think I've learned my lessons, you know, up and, you know, I'm not bulletproof at that time. I started to figure out, Mm -hmm. you know, and I've learned some lessons. I started to um, take things a little differently and, you know, not so much for granted. I think that's when the, ah, you know, I better start, you know, um, doing a better job with, you know, whatever it is because, you know, time's getting shorter. So I think early 40s, I think I'd go back to. Things were simpler back then, too, it seems like. So, yeah. What about you? What age? Ah, well, you know, I'm, 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 you know, that ripe old age of 31 right now. So, just um, a kid, right? Just a kid still, right? I feel old. Remember that grumpy old man? (laughs) Oh, yeah. I remember grumpy old man. I was pretty young. Burgess Meredith, he's like 90, and Jack Lemon's like 70s, and he called Walter Brennan and and Mathal. You're just a couple of kids. What do you know at 70 years old, right? (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Yes. I remember grumpy old men. I used to watch that as a a kid. I remember when that movie came out. Gosh, I don't know. I think I would lock into, just based on now experience, um, this is a pretty good age. You know, I, I really am confident in who I am as a person. You know, things are rocking and rolling from a professional standpoint. Um, I'm getting, I'd, I'd like to be in better shape and I'm working on that. So I've been working out a lot lately. So if I can get the physical health a little bit better, we're just moved into the new home. So I don't know, there's a lot of good stuff right now. 
So I, I guess I would just stay right here and uh, and keep rolling. But, you know, my life motto, Kevin, is make every year better than the last. Because yeah. if you do that, you can't go wrong. So really, every year I'd probably say this is the best age, you know. I was, I was going to say 10 years from now when we're still doing this radio show, I bet you your opinion changes. And mine does too. It'll probably just keep <laughs> going, you know. I say, oh, geez, I remember in my 50s, you know. So. Maybe when you start falling apart, though, you, you start saying, okay, I wish I was a few years younger. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, uh, I think my dad would probably go back a few years just to, to have a little bit more physical capabilities you know oh my my dad the same time he's geez i can't do anything no more you know it's this is it's this thing and i said dad you know you're not 18 years old no more so you're doing pretty good if we could have the wisdom of an 80 year old and the body of a 20 year old we'd all be in pretty good shape wouldn't we <laughs> oh the world would be in pretty good shape right <laughs> that's uh that's probably why you picked uh picked kind of the 40s early 40 they even out right that's kind of where yeah. you you're, you're not too far down the physical scale uh decline yet but and you're still kind of on the upswing of the mental scale so it kind of yeah. you're at the apex of both of those things maybe it, it's it's funny we were just on vacation we listened to a comedian he said i want to go back to age two because no matter what i did everybody waited on me ah uh, there you go <laughs> that's right that's right well you you can if you're not careful get that at the end of life as well so yeah. I've, I've seen lots of uh little markers like that throughout uh, you go into some of these shops and stores they'll have like a little thing at age two you did you know, you you, oh, yeah. you put put on. You had somebody else dress you and and help you use the bathroom at age ten. You did this, and then and then it reverses as you get older, and it ends back with you know dressing and bathing you. You're no longer in control of those things, so it's like the circle of life kind of thing. Yeah. So anyway, it's uh, interesting to hear that forty. You said early forties was your answer, right? Yeah, I'd say late thirties, early forties. Yeah. yeah, things start to really, like you said, really come together. You know, I, I you know I started to think differently in those things. Yep, pretty cool. All right, very fun question this week. What age would you permanently be if you had a choice? Uh, We've got more financial talk on the way. In fact, we're going to answer some of your questions still to come on today's show. So stay with us here on Simply Financial with your local financial coach, Kevin Ray. Physics encompasses the entire universe, from quantum particles to supernovas, from spinning electrons to spinning galaxies. No need to complicate it. This is Simply Financial. Well, before we wrap up for the week, it's time for one of your questions. Sorry we didn't save more time for some of your other questions, but we'll get to them next week. Uh, We've got a question here on the mailbag from Christine, Kevin. And Christine is in Linwood and says, I guess I should have known better, but for some reason I was under the impression that I wouldn't have to pay taxes on my Social Security benefits. Now I know better, but it seems like some people pay more than others. Can you tell me how this works? Well, Christine, you found out the not-so-talked-about little secret out there, right? This started, by the way, paying tax on your Social Security. Everybody remembers this. During the Reagan administration and during the Clinton administration, they increased it. So let me get go into this real quickly for you. So for the year 2019, if you're single and your combined income is 25000 to 34000 you must pay income taxes on your Social Security of up to 50%. Now, I said up to. That doesn't mean it's 50%. The higher your income is, the more percentage of that 50% you're going to have to pay. If your combined income was more than 34000 and you're single, then guess what? Up to 85% of your Social Security benefits are taxable. So the example here would be you have $10,000 a year of Social Security. You trip the threshold, what Social Security says you have to pay tax on, $8,500 of that is now subject to tax just like you were working. So those things you got to uh, be aware of. 
Now, for a married couple filing jointly, you pay taxes on up to 50% of your Social Security if your combined income is between thirty-two dollars and $44,000. And if you trip the $44,000 figure and you're married, then up to 85% of your Social Security benefits are uh, taxed. So the key here, how do you figure this out real quick, is to take half of your Social Security, whatever you're earning. So if it's $10,000, you are going to take $5,000, add it to all other income. And if it goes over those thresholds, you're going to start paying tax on your Social Security. And the easy way to find out if you did last year is get your 1040 out and look on line 20A and 20B, and it'll tell you if you did or not. But Christine, if this is you, there are several planning options that can help lessen the tax you may pay on your Social Security benefits. Easy to do. Give us a call. We'll help you do some tax planning in that situation and show you if there are some ways to help your own personal situation. So give us a call. And the number to call once again is 888-885-PLAN. If you have a question like Christine's, a question of your own, something you're curious about when it comes to your own financial life, be sure to ask Kevin those questions. He can help make sure you're on the right track to get to and through retirement. 888-885-PLAN is your number to call. That's 888-885-7526. Call now, get a review of your financial situation. If you get the voicemail, no big deal. Leave a quick message, and Kevin and the team will follow up with you. 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Kevin, thanks for the help on this week's show. Always enjoy chatting with you, and we'll do it again next week. We'll look forward to it. Sounds great. That's Kevin Ray. I'm Walter Storholt. We'll talk to you next time back here on Simply Financial. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Insight Folios, Inc. does not offer legal or tax advice. Kevin Ray is an investment advisor representative of Insight Folios, Inc.